0: And welcome to Fireside Friends. This is episode 41. This is our end of 2017 podcast extravaganza. I'm Ryan Versaud and I'm here with my co host, Alan Ibrahim.
1: It's extreme. It's the end of 2017, and we're teens here to talk about uh, stuff, pop culture. Hi.
0: I got my Doritos,
1: (laughs) got my Mountain Dew, my Doritos, my Gamer Fuel, Gamer Grub.
0: The Fireside Friends branded sports car is making its way over here.
1: <laughs> just a sad jalopy. <laughs> Can you imagine what the vehicle that represents us would be? It's like a buggy. It's like a pink buggy, and it's doing its best, but it's just chugging down the road.
0: It's a t- it's a tr- it's a it's a truck with a dent on the side of it,
1: and it says "Truck or Car" on the back. <laughs> What's going on, man?
0: Uh, not a lot. Uh, it's the end of the year, pretty much, which is wild. Twenty seventeen, it both felt like the longest and the shortest year at the same time.
1: Yep, um, it's weird. We both of i both of us just listened to our end of the year podcast from last year, and I have a feeling I'm going to tread similar ground in saying. This was like a long one. Who oh boy. <laughs> a lot happened, a lot of things got worse and a lot of things got better. Yeah. Um but but I I don't know. I think it was overall it was a it was a, it was a good is a challenging year, but we learned a lot. Yeah. We grew up a lot.
0: That is true. That happened. I can confirm. <laughs> this is just growing up.
1: <laughs> this is just Fireside Friends. Ryan, what are we going to do on this year-end podcast extravaganza?
0: we are going to run down some of the highlights and some of the low points of this year, both in terms of what we covered on the podcast and what we experienced outside of it. Um, and so, yeah, that'll be the podcast episode. It'll probably be sort of long because I feel like we have a lot to talk about. It's been a while since we did one of these. Um, and there's a lot to cover. So, uh, yeah, it'll strap in. It'll be it'll be a fun ride as we sort of look back into the stuff we enjoyed from this year. Uh so yeah. Be- before we get to that, though, we should probably talk about uh, what we are doing before the year is up. Alan, is there anything you are looking to do uh, before t- 2017 is over? I
1: almost said 2018 there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Um I, yeah, I never I'd never get used to saying the name of the new year until like the middle of February. Yep. Yeah. Uh things I'm trying to get done. I I'm, I'm trying to keep this list I tried to keep this list really small because I just looked at the clock. We have a, or the calendar. We have like 2 weeks and I don't like to give myself too many tasks in this time because I have, you know, a lot of school stuff and a lot of like family gatherings, so if I ever start setting all of these like pop culture goals, I I just inevitably like whiff all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing as like making new year's resolutions, but, uh, I really want to watch a couple movies before I, before the year is up. Um, your name, the anime movie that, um, friend of the podcast, uh, Jen recommended, uh, mm-hmm. looks really good. looks up my alley and it's like, I'm looking for something warm and positive to watch. Right. That's um, definitely that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I really want to watch that. I'll probably end up watching that, uh, later this week after I finish my finals um and then i got a switch this year which was huge did we both get switches this year yes we did that's a big i came out out this year oh you're right oh my god (laughs) i didn't it feels like it's been out forever the longest year yeah and in this the the longest year of our lord 2017 um and i i played the mario i played the splatoon we love splatoon um and we love mario but i got steam world dig 2 recently Mm-hmm. Which is the sequel to a 3DS game that I loved a lot from last year, and uh, it's nice. It's it's a really good like background game because you kind of just dig, and then occasionally there's a puzzle, and you have to like pause everything else and just think for a second, and then the puzzle's done, and then you go back to just like quietly, comfortably digging and hunting for jewels and upgrading your stuff. Um, it's like a really good relaxing game, but I want to put more time into it before I can like give a verdict or feel like I've played enough of it to talk about it
0: right they announced steamworld heist for switch and it's going to come out in a couple of weeks i'm really excited because i have that on 3ds it's a good like fake xcom it's 2d uh and it doesn't have like dice rolls It's all like the shots are all made like by your sort of precision. um and i always found that sort of like a relaxing game to play between doing stuff so yeah i'm excited for that to come to switch i'll definitely be picking that up
1: i haven't played any of the dig games though so they don't seem like my cup of tea to be fair yeah they're i mean i I, when i was like in middle school and stuff i played a lot of these like flash games where you are just like a little drill person and you have to get to the bottom of like a big field drilling straight down and then you have to go up to like collect air and it's kind of a modern version of those like it's got all of the aesthetic trappings of a modern game with like upgrade mechanics and stuff but it's just like kind of mindless in a way that i wanted when i like i bought it because i was on going on a long bus ride and i needed something dumb (laughs) to to kill time it's nothing like amazing but you know two more more so than one is like well designed also they they put a couple of actual like bespoke levels in there it's not all procedurally generated and um it's cool but i I also like you said i want to try heist because Usually those, like, commy games make me really anxious because right. of stuff like the percentage hits. Um, and knowing that, like, if this is going to hit, it's going to hit. That's that's my jam. That's what I want to play out yeah. of those.
0: Yeah, no, it's just bump it down on easy and you can sort of thumb your way through it. It's really relaxing
1: in that way. 2018, the year we play everything on easy. Uh, that's my life. <laughs> Did you play near uh, on easy? We'll talk about, you can talk about Nier in a sec.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, we can talk about Nier. Uh, okay. One of the things I'm planning on doing, well, I planned on doing before the year was up, was play near Automata, uh, but I finished that today. I've spent, I took a great chunk of time out today and just blasted through the remaining sections that I had left and uh, still sort of sitting on it in terms of what my hot take is. Um, but I enjoyed it a lot. I don't think it blew me away as much as it did a lot of people in sort of the game's space, per se. But yeah. they were really memorable moments and some cool characters. But I guess one of the conflicts I had with playing that game was that I liked exploring the world more than doing like the like general arc of the story. Mm. Um, And it was sort of this conflict of like... I want to finish the game because I want to see what everybody's talking about. But I also want to sit in this world for a bit because I like these characters, these like sort of like one-off characters that you get in like the side missions and stuff. It helped flesh out the world a lot. And the war- that world is really like well realized and fleshed out. So it was just weird. Just like, do I do these side missions or do I just plow through the game? Uh, so I had that conflict for a while. Uh, but yeah, now that I'm done with it, part of me wants, wants to go back and see, or at least maybe look up some YouTube videos to see what I missed, because I know there's a lot that I haven't gotten to. Um, but overall, solid game, uh, not, didn't change my life or anything. It made me, it made me feel stuff for sure, but in terms of thematics, thematically, um, it was solid, so ringing endorsement <laughs> it was it was good
1: do you feel like you wouldn't have played through all of it if people hadn't been talking about it so much like do you think you would have dropped it partway through i
0: think so mm-hmm. um i mean part of the reason why i even played it to begin with was because everybody was talking about it but they yep. were talking about it in like the uh this is one of the best games ever made sort of language other than hey this yeah. is a cool game you should try out so, I feel like that colored a lot of people's thoughts on that game, for better or worse. Mostly for worse. Because I think it does really neat things with the combat and with the form and all of that. But it, you, once you go into, like, this is the best game ever made, you are... I was put in a place where I'm like, okay, I mean, I see what they're going for and I get... I appreciate it, what, what they're going for, but... I don't know, y'all. <laughs> this is the best game ever made, I mean, which is yeah. fine, which is fine, which is fine. But like, I don't know. There's a bar. There's a. There's a bar. It's like, it's like when people like don't know anything about Twin Peaks and they hear us talking about Twin Peaks. Right. It's like the same thing where it's like oh, I love Twin Peaks so much, and then someone new would get into it, and they probably won't feel the same way because I've talked talked about it. Uh, for years and years and years and there's no way it would be able to live up to that those sort of expectations and then that sort of happened with Nier but like in one year <laughs> so yeah um, That's a good point. I don't know it's just like it's weird to, to navigate how we sort of experience games in the culture and the game circle and I don't know again Nier seems like a game that rewards sitting in that world for a bit um and so that kind of conflicted with me being like okay i need to see the story through though and see what happens so i don't know i'm still conflicted on that stuff
1: yeah it, it it's definitely the the type of game where i heard it was interesting but then people talked about it so much that usually like with a lot of pop culture once people start getting to spoiler talk and and best game of all time talk that's like, that pushes people like you and me a lot to just, like, oh, all right, I'll just try it so we can, so I can, d- people can shut up already and I can understand what the the discourse is about. But I've started to, like, actually be repulsed by that kind of discourse because I feel like mm-hmm. um, in, as someone who can really easily get wrapped up in that, um, it's bad for my mental health and my, my wallet to right. buy, play, watch everything that somebody tells me is, like, the best of all time. Yep. So I'm trying to like stay away from that kind of stuff. That's why I ended up just like listening to Waypoint Spoil near. And I was like, all right, that's fine. I wasn't gonna play it. Sure. Um, Even that
0: podcast didn't go into super in depth. Into yeah, that's true. That's why sort heard. of the. I mean, it spoiled it's some different. huge shit, but not in I didn't dig deep into sort of. I guess a lot of that game for me is the vibe of being in that world and just how often it sort of delves into the themes of humanity and what it means to be alive and what it means to have your own purpose in life and stuff like that. And that is just everywhere. That is every facet of that game in a way that I really appreciate, even if everything didn't appeal to me specifically.
1: Can I really briefly ask you, what's up with 9S? Why does everyone... 9S sucks. 9S is a cop. (laughs) That's a fuckboy.
0: Yes. Um, (laughs) He's the like super racist one. I mean, all of them are kind of racist, but he's just like the machines don't have feelings. How can they have feelings? They're not. They're just stupid machines. Even though, even though everybody in that game is a fucking robot. Who cares? Yeah, wait. (laughs) Yeah. The game, I feel like one of the more interesting aspects of the game is just blurring of just like what is why why, what's the difference here you know why does this difference matter is a a thing that the game does well for me um but in terms of making the characters actually see that difference or lack of difference maybe not so much uh it feels really distanced in that way it feels emotionally distanced in that way where it's like Mm -hmm. The i'm observing how the characters are sort of caring about and uh, how they're reacting to how they're perceiving the world but it doesn't have any bearing on me uh as a player with some few exceptions so it's very much just like this cold like distance analysis of how these characters that i kind of don't like but kind of do are reacting to the events of the story and i'm just like oh think emoji interesting <laughs> With, again, some few exceptions. But,
1: yeah. Yeah, I I, I will just say, lastly, I appreciate... It's a game that's got people thinking about that stuff again. Like, hey, everyone, go read Philip K. Dick. He's been doing this for... He was doing this for years. (laughs) Right. Yay, video games. Yeah,
0: it's one of those things, too, where it's like, yeah, you can tell who read a book or not by how they react (laughs) sometimes. Sometimes, I mean, not to... I don't mean to you know, step on anybody's toes and their enjoyment of the game, obviously. But it's like, I think it was an interesting execution of themes that we have seen before a ton of times in media. Yes. And that's totally fine and good. Um, but I just wish people would be more careful with their words and how they describe stuff. I don't know. We've been talking about Nier a lot. We should yeah. probably move on. Sure. It's a good game. Maybe play it if you're interested. I don't know. I enjoyed it. That's good. Uh, how about you? What's another thing you are doing?
1: You are looking to do by the end of twenty eighteen.
0: I meant twenty seventeen.
1: Uh, I guess just in terms of my own mental health, uh, I put these both down. I've already failed one of them, which is I want I want to meditate and floss my teeth every day. These are two like self care things. Um, twenty sixteen was actually the year that I started making more of an effort to participate with, with in my own self care and mm. care about myself <laughs> if you will <laughs> and I, I i like started meditating last year but i stopped for a while and i noticed that i was like even when i was going to like social events or like parties or whatever i just i never felt like i was there um and i think that comes from a lot of things it comes from just the fact that my brain is very busy all the time and um it's a way that I cope with social anxiety is to dissociate. I'm sure a lot of people do that, mm-hmm. but meditating in particular is just a quiet 10 minute reminder that like, Hey, you, you're here. You're, you're, you're allowed, you're allowed to be here. No one here is going to eat you, <laughs> which yeah. I do need to remind myself of every day. Yep. Um, and then, yeah. Flossing. Same thing. Like I, my dentist recently was like, you're going to like, your teeth are going to start coming out if you're, if you keep messing up your gums. And I was like, Oh God, <laughs> I can't no. <laughs> pursue a career in this if I don't have these teeth. I need the like my teeth and my hands are like my two resources that I can't lose either of, um, because nobody wants a dentist with bad with bad teeth, obviously. Uh, so I I just love yourself. This is the same thing we we're talking about with video games. If people are talking about a game and you don't want to play it, don't play it. <laughs> if, you, if you if you feel it, tired all my, the time, yeah. get sleep.
0: My my big thing too is just it, it's so hard to play things on your own terms nowadays if you're on right. Twitter all the time. So it's like, play stuff on your own terms. That's what I tried to do with Nier and mixed results, I guess. Yeah. But I mean,
1: yeah. I was off of Twitter for a lot of the beginning of this year. And then as soon as I came back, I was like, oh, like this is a culture of people who want me to buy and play the things that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, And sometimes that's fun. And it's led to me discovering amazing things. But then sometimes, right. it's, like you said, it's super bad and harmful and and like makes you nervous all the time about spoilers and the discourse and all this shit like Mm -hmm. so like take care like love yourself yeah
0: uh meditation for me i tried there was that period where i like went to therapy for the summer and like i tried meditation somewhere in between that stuff
1: yeah you were doing headspace correct
0: yeah but well the thing with headspace is like oh this is cool i'm gonna sign up and it's like 12 bucks a month or something like that and it's like i i'm i'm taking time out to meditate so i can feel better what makes you think i have this m- amount of money
1: <laughs> like, i can't earn 12 bucks in 10 minutes
0: i already like i was already like paying a hundred dollars for therapy on top of that too so it's like why why would i pay that much for headspace i feel like i could just probably do it on my own practice myself how to do it and be fine yep. but it's something that made me bounce off of it quickly and like just finding the time for that too is something i'm bad at doing so that was maybe i'll maybe i'll hop on that in 2018 maybe i'll do that again and see what happens
1: yeah i mean we we definitely talked about this last year or during this year at some point but like if If 10 minutes of your time a day is like, I have no time for this. And I was there. I've been there for months. Then like, God, like I I just like took stock of everything that I do during a day. And I was like, all right, for example, I don't need to watch this YouTube channel anymore. Right. Uh, This is 30 minutes of a day that I don't, that I use every single day. See, This
0: is the self-examination that I am really bad at. Right. And you are really good at.
1: It took a while to get here. I'm not going to say it's easy. Like you just, right kind of have to it's it's part of being present is like taking stock of what you do during a day and not just like doing stuff and then forgetting about it because mm-hmm. um, once you do that you'll realize like there are huge swaths of time that i spend every day doing like yep. not necessarily unproductive things but like things that aren't good for me um and as soon as you start to cut those out or acknowledge them then you certainly can find time to sit still for 10 minutes you know
0: yeah um what about you ryan all right, another thing that I want to do by the end of the year doing I'm going back to the video game well I'm gonna I finish Mario uh Mario Odyssey uh came out a couple months ago at this point yeah. it's just also one of those things too where I want to finish before I get spoiled on more things that happened in like in the back half, which is not the best again, I'm playing it on my terms, so who gives a shit, but like man, that game is so good. And it's it's definitely going to be the palette cleanser I need after near is depressing as hell. Um, it's it's so near. Uh, Mario is so easy to pick up and put down, and it's just a delight. And the level design's really good, and it's really fun. And uh, I'm interested in seeing the rest of that game because it's a, it's fun. It's it's really fun. I don't know. That's the Mario's. Tough. It's a hymn. The Mario's
1: good. <laughs> That's fucking very good, Ryan. <laughs> like, play the thing that makes you happy. It's such a joyful game. I I recently was thinking about it, and I was like, wait a minute. Is Mario Odyssey a game about tourism and the way that, like, white people specifically can, like, go to a foreign place and dress the dress and go to all the main sites and be like, see the things What the real yeah. interesting stuff is the cracks behind the walls and the secret hideaway places. I was like, wait, I think, yeah, I think Mario Odyssey... Is intentionally or not a really interesting, like, meditation on how we go to... Like, when, what, what do we do when we go to new places?
0: I'm going to say and in, not intentionally and intentionally. <laughs> like, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, it's Nintendo making a fun platformer game. Yeah. Um, but just, like, you can pick cute outfits and you go places and, like, the main story is, like, nice and you fight Bowser and you win. But, like, all the cool stuff is, you know, you go into a cave and then there's, like, a little cool challenge platforming thing um that's the stuff people talk about and that's like where i found the most enjoyment in that game it's really it's it is really a delight i'm so happy you're playing it finally yeah that's great i the last thing i finished was new donk city so i oh, you're didn't in, like, get the, the best paced part of the game now everything goes really fast cool. from there on out word yeah
0: oh that island before new donk
1: city's real bad mm, it's the hurdle that's the hurdle <laughs>
0: because it's just you're just collecting shines or moons god
1: shines moon stars all the same thing
0: but there's no real there's like a little bit of level design but other than that it's like here's this person here's this dragon that
1: can fly around just fly around and collect the shines and it's like this isn't fun no it (laughs) it honestly feel yeah, i think multiple people have said this it feels like they just took some like parts of other levels and like squished them into a thing and they're like this is the uh... it's on un- it's like unfin it feels unfinished almost the 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 island yeah, i talking about it's very
0: like. very isolating and very feels not like the rest of that game i guess but... right cuz
1: then you get especially cuz then you get to new dong city which has like in the main story part the coolest <laughs> like, the yep. most creative use of one of the, the features of the game.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. But yeah, Mario's good. It's a good game. It's a hymn. <laughs> it's a him. Anything else on your list? Uh, um, no, um... nothing. All right, well, um, I'm going to just say that I'm try- going to try to watch that Star Wars before 2018. Okay? Yes! Because I need to see that Star Wars. Your... Almost everybody I know besides you has seen that movie, so... I owe it to myself to take some time out and go see it, because I bet I'll really like it a lot. Because I'm Star Wars trash. It's got, it's got really mixed reception, but I feel like the way I have enjoyed the, the past two, like Disney Star Wars movies, I'll probably like this one
1: as well. So yeah, it's hard not to. Like, it's hard, I, don't, I don't know if they can make an abjectly like awful Star Wars movie now. Uh maybe. <laughs> I have no interest in seeing the Han Solo movie. True. True. <laughs> but, what I mean, but, like, the main numbered ones are, like, all marketed to hell to the point where no one is going to hate those movies, I think. Ah, uh, someone. Yeah. But anyways, but what I'm saying is, like, you love Star Wars, and I'm excited to see what you think about it. I obviously it, – and it's never been, like, a huge part of my life. I already have my tickets to see it, um, like, in a week or two from now. But, like, I'm, yeah, I'm sure it's good. And uh, I – the thing that I reminded me recently that was Star Wars was good was when you were doing that live stream. On the Fireside Friends Twitch channel, plug plug yeah. plug. Uh with Jen where you're playing the <laughs> Battlefront Two story. And... Oh, God. <laughs> it seems like the worst campaign for any game. There is
0: for those not in the know, the Battlefront Two campaign, people complained about the first Battlefront not having a single player campaign, so they put one in the second game and woof.
1: <laughs> I like when you play as a droid for like a whole hour.
0: You play as a droid for about the first half hour because you're breaking out of prison. And then because you're, you're playing as the Empire, you're in a rebel prison. I don't know why the rebels have prisons, but it's whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, you bust out of there. And then the whole thing is like you're the Imperial and then you turn into a rebel. But then the like shift is very immediate. to the point where it doesn't really make any sense why she would just be killing stormtroopers when she was a stormtrooper for the past however many years uh but the most offensive thing so far from what i've seen of that campaign was they give you control of luke and you like kill all these stormtroopers and then the game's like oh you killed all the stormtroopers that are here what else can we make you do And then you like catch up with one of the main characters of the game and then you go and then it's like a destiny level where you like hit X on an object and then fight waves of enemies. (laughs) Except for those waves of enemies are literal bugs. They're bugs (laughs) on the planet and you're just like lightsaber slicing all of these bugs that are flying at you for 10 minutes. It's terrible. Oh my God.
1: (laughs) I love bugs. Star Wars has the best bugs but they're just like generic bugs they're not like fun bugs Oh man yeah yeah it sounds like garbage but again i'm like oh but but star wars is good like maybe the multiplayer is fun because you're in star wars but the campaign sounds like a toilet game <laughs> yeah um
0: yeah multiplayer is fine for what it is despite the, the loot box garbage but mm-hmm. uh yeah the single player is so boring so boring
1: it's twenty seventeen um What are we going to do next, Ryan?
0: We are going to do uh, some of our favorite pieces of media that we did or, like, experienced for this podcast specifically. So it's anything that we covered on the show in 2017. Uh, Alan, why don't you go first? What are some stuff, some media that you enjoyed in 2017 as part of Fireside Friends? Some tings. (laughs) Yes,
1: just a few things. Uh, I have three, so I like to do things in threes. Um, that's why we. Ha- yes, <laughs> that's why this podcast exists. I like the episode we did on Pan's Labyrinth a lot. Yeah. I thought that was a lot of fun. I liked talking about fairy tales. I loved. I that was like the third time I've seen that movie, and I'm at the point where I've just like my love for Guillermo del Toro has increased linearly over time. Yeah. Uh, cause at the, mostly cause at the time of Pan's Labyrinth, I was like, oh, that's really cool that this like, like indie, um, Mexican director is like making this really beautiful fantasy film that has like a lot of political points. And then, you know, he made Pacific Rim and I was like, oh, oh, he's happy. I'm glad he's making his mech. I'm glad he's making his mech movie. He's, I'm, if he's happy, I'm happy. But, um, but like Pan's Labyrinth, oh, just, just a delight. Uh, amazing movie. And then again, yeah, really good discussion between the three of us. Like, I really, uh, we hit a lot of the good points that that movie has to say.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm interested in seeing The Shape of Water because of Pan's Labyrinth specifically. Yes.
1: Yep. It's the closest thing to a Pan's Labyrinth he's done since then.
0: Very, like, aesthetics. Most probably, I don't know enough about the plot, but, like, aesthetically, it is very much, like, very, uh, of the era that he's trying to capture. And yeah, I'm interested in seeing what that thing looks like. She fucks the fish. <laughs> I've heard. I've heard that
1: happens. I'm excited for her to fuck the fish. <laughs> On behalf of all people who love animals. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I also want to see The Shape of Water. I've only like seen the trailer for it. Speaking of people fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bound is real good, y'all.
0: Oh, man. Bound is real good.
1: Bound you're is, right. like, good. It's too good. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is it's just one of those movies where you're like, why don't they make... And I said this during the episode, but it's like, why don't they make movies like this anymore? <laughs> like, they won't. It's so mm-hmm. small and personal and, like, brutal and cool and sexy and... Ugh. <laughs> the Wachowskis nailed it in one, and then they made other movies. <laughs> <laughs> And like, yeah, the Matrix, yeah. Some like, of yeah. them are alright. Yeah, yeah, I know. But like bound rules, bound rules. <laughs> the scene where he falls down into the paint and then she shoots him and then she does like the good one liner. Yeah. Uh them like talking around across the wall. Everyone's good in that movie. <laughs> um and uh yeah, I, I remember just having that same sentiment while watch while while recording this episode. Um, of the pod, of the Fireside Friend. Uh, and then just real briefly, I wanted to shout out our Foolie Cooly episode because uh, I don't usually, like, we don't talk, we don't, first of all, we don't talk a lot about, like, we, about anime, like, series, especially mm-hmm. for our shared experience. Um, we've mostly, like, done films. But, it, so it was a cool experiment to do that. And then also, I feel like I don't usually guide the discussion that much. But getting to take on that like more of a leadership role was like very exciting for me, right. um, to flex the host muscle, and and see what we had to say about this like show that I loved so much the first time I watched it, and like have that opinion challenged in in cool ways.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, you definitely flexed the hosting talents in <laughs> 2017 for sure. It's.
1: Th- it's a partnership for a reason. <laughs> we signed a blood oath for a reason. Uh, so we could
0: both do this. We couldn't do the blood oath in person, though, so we just assumed that we both held up our
1: our sides of the bargain. Yeah, I used the webcam, but I turned it the wrong way, and I was like, "Yeah, this is the blood oath. That's it. I did it. That's my blood. It's definitely not <laughs> it's all... fake blood. That's my real blood. I put it on the screen." <laughs> i think i'm pretty sure every podcast does that i know like the Chapo boys like all (laughs) (laughs) if your podcast doesn't involve a blood oath to start then what are you even doing (laughs) get at me
0: get Um, tested first please please please
1: don't fuck up your life (laughs) for a podcast (laughs) (laughs) It's not worth it um those Uh, are my top those are my top three fireside friends of
0: 2017 okay alan (laughs) (laughs) thanks ryan I, I did more than three, but I'll blast well, oh, you please already go said, for it. I'm gonna take Bla Pan's off because that was also one of mine. Yep. Uh The Evaluators to Trade with Aliens Who Must Adapt by N. K. Jeminson was really good. A story. Uh where you remember this?
1: Yeah, I need to re-listen to that episode. But that was <laughs> okay. real. That was I remember loving it, yeah.
0: Yeah, that story about trading with aliens and sorta of the sort of political subtext w- within that and also just exploring that universe and uh, just exploring the sort of psyche behind those aliens was really fascinating and required multiple readings in a way that didn't feel obnoxious, It felt earned, uh, and it was just a really fun discussion, and I enjoyed reading that a lot. Uh, I enjoyed talking about Star Wars with y'all. That was fun. We should oh do that God. again sometime. Because there's gonna be new star- there is new Star Wars to talk about.
1: There is it exists. I it yeah, exists. we should do an episode on that probably if once all of us have seen it. Yeah, perhaps Yu Gi Oh. Oh my god! god.
0: <laughs> I the sort of learning that Yu Gi Oh was more than the show I watched as a kid and is actually one of the most delightful dumb things in the world is great.
1: Yeah, I, probably the most I've laughed in a single fireside friend. <laughs> um, uh, having, our guest was fantastic, and we've even had people comment like that was one of your best, <laughs> one of your funniest. And yeah, I, I I watched a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! as a kid. I took it very seriously as a kid. Coming yeah, back to and going, too. oh no, this is dumb. <laughs> oh no, this is
0: dumb as hell. Like I was that Yu-Gi-Oh! kid. I bought the cards. I bought like a CD from Burger King that had the theme on it. I was, like, deep in the Yu-Gi-Oh!, and then to just come back and have it be like, oh, this show is really silly, and it's really silly that I took this seriously on any sort of level. (laughs) It was really surprising and really fun. I'm glad we did that one. Yeah. Uh, Okja's a really great film. I love that film a lot.
1: Yeah. Not an oft-talked-about episode of our show, but a fun one, and that movie's very worth watching no, the movie also not talked about enough it's a good mm-hmm. time
0: and then of course the don't take it personally babe that game uh i have the thing for me is like i don't play a lot of visual novels so playing one and sort of like exploring stuff outside of my comfort zone is always a big part of this podcast and so playing don't take it personally and you know playing christine's love works is like on my bucket list and to be able to cross that off was really fun um and it was a really interesting game the way the way it handles sort of the ending stuff may be a little questionable for me
1: but yeah the twist and stuff was kind of yeah i remember you not loving that
0: yeah but uh regardless it was still really fun and i'm glad i got to play it this year
1: Ryan, you should play more visual novels. I should. Well, because I think you, I like you like finishing games. You like playing through games, and like there's no effort. But I'm to play bad at now. actually doing that. Is the thing. They and it's fun. They're fun. I like visual novels. I I should yeah. also play more of them. Problem is that a lot of them are really fucking long. Um, mm-hmm. but but don't take it personally, babe. It's like tight, satisfying, yeah. one or two sittings, easy. Loved it.
0: More Visual Novels 2018. Push levels to beyond, play more anime games.
1: Go beyond Dream Daddy. Yeah.
0: I haven't even played Dream Daddy, so. Eh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm like never passive on this show. I try to never do that, but like, whatever, Dream Daddy. <laughs> it seems fine. It seems yeah. like a fun game. The boys are, the men are cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give them that.
0: All right. We're moving on to favorite media we experience outside of the podcast so this is stuff we did not cover in our year of fireside friends Uh, i'll go first uh the most obvious pick for this for me is get out uh, which i saw in theaters and it was like really memorable for that because everybody was like on the same page it felt like and just the experience of seeing that movie and the sort of turns it takes with the crowd of people was really fun and uh, it's one of those movies where it has something memorable to say uh, and really important. And it's both just really fun to see with the crowd and just uh really good sort of critique of society. So, yeah, Get yeah, Out's really good.
1: I loved Get Out. I also saw it in a theater. Um, very worth seeing in theaters if you had the chance to do that. But also, fantastic movie. And put Jordan Peele on the damn map, Finally. Uh, beyond just like the guy from from Keen Peel, um, like great performances across the board. I, every time I see any of those actors, especially the white actors in that movie, I'm like, Oh, I get nervous seeing them in something else. (laughs) Like seeing the brother in three billboards. I was like, Oh God, (laughs) he's going to be horrible. (laughs) Um, and then, yeah, just a, just a fantastic, I got to rewatch that actually. It's been long enough, um, that I, I could like watch it fresh and still really love it. Mm Hmm. Uh, what
0: about you what's on your list
1: oh golly so i guess the most like glamorous exciting one on here uh is <laughs> right right at the end of the 2016 um year-end cast i uh make a joke where you ryan were like oh we made it out of here in one piece and then i said <laughs> all right next year we're <laughs> next year we're gonna watch one piece and then all of us collectively went no bad idea no we like it was hilarious <laughs> except oops oopsie uh oh i did it <laughs> yeah and what's weird is like i think i also said in that part where i was like our friend of the show shannon was like "One must be so happy that we're saying this and then literally two months later she put out a video uh called what how one piece changed my life which collected which um kind of paid it forward and then changed my life because when i was having a really rough time at the end of the summer of this year i needed like a really long uh uh like story to just devour for a couple of months and i started reading one piece i think back in like may ish uh and now i'm on i'm reading it so i'm not watching the anime that's the only difference i'm on chapter 833 right now (laughs) (laughs) and i have no plans of stopping until they stop and they're not going to stop for a very 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 long time it seems like um it's delightful everything I mean go watch that video Jan's video it's very good it's, it explains everything about why it's good but um, it was just there for me when I needed something positive and warm and even though it has its problems like everything does um, it's a really fun series and if the length is off-putting to you then like just read the manga and if the length of that is off-putting to you then why do you you don't need to finish it the creator okay. doesn't plan on finishing it why do you need to rush through it just enjoy it savor it it's all good except that to queer people stuff <laughs> right with 11 asterisks next to it's all good <laughs> um yeah one piece is one piece is an amazing work that i got into uh that i never talked about on the pod yeah
0: speaking of things that helped out this year uh i know we did the technically did this for an episode but i'm putting it here because it encompassed so much of my life uh twin peaks season three was huge. Yes. Uh, and having it air mostly, for the most part, having it air weekly uh, and just giving me something to look, to look forward to every week during the summer, uh, especially when that wasn't the greatest time for me this year, mm-hmm. well, it meant a whole lot. And just being able to watch a piece of David Lynch, whatever David Lynch wanted to put on the TV that week, um, and just... Having that experience of dissecting it with folks uh, and sharing our theories and talking about certain plot points on forums and on Twitter and stuff was so good. Uh, and it didn't it just one of the things where it doesn't happen a lot these days. And I'm glad we all were able to have that experience uh, for, for those of us who were initiated in Twin Peaks Madness. Um, that was so much fun. And I I hope we have another experience like that again soon. But, yeah, it was unlike anything else I've seen. It was so much fun.
1: Yeah, getting to collectively watch something is is a gift. And especially when it's really good, like Twin Peaks Season 3 was. Um, Took a while before I was like, this is amazing. At first I was like, this is ridiculous. I have no (laughs) idea what's going on. But then once it did, like, firmly solidify itself as capital A, amazing. I was like, every week, please. I was more excited for it than I was for Game of Thrones this year by a long shot, and I still watch that show. Yeah, and that is, for me, the element of just, like, I obsessed
0: over Twin Peaks, and I obsessed over the ending of that show and Firewalk with me. So to be like, what are they going to even do here? And just waiting for, like, the first few shots and how it's going to establish itself in the beginning was a lot um and yeah that premiere the premiere and then the like when they had the next like three and four on streaming and just devouring all of that in one night and being like holy shit twin peaks is that exactly. it's yeah it was a lot um is there anything else on your list alan
1: um i briefly I i only want to mention this one because i love it but i didn't play too much of it yet. Um I bought Yakuza 0, uh, which okay. is a video game that came out th- earlier way earlier this year um on PS4 and that game is so good. I love all the stuff I played out of Japan this year. It's unbelievable how much Japan's killing it. Um yeah. or, or it is very believable they make good games and anime. Um <laughs> which are my two favorite things. Uh Yakuza 0, it's a prequel to the first Yakuza game. It's a long-running uh, action RPG franchise. Where you play as big surly heterosexual men in Japan, uh, and you beat up other men a lot, and then occasionally you get to experience the tenderness of being a lover or being um, a war- somebody working a job to make the ends meet. Like Yakuza has so many things, but it is above all else very earnest, and um, it's a game where you can go from like climbing up a corporate magnate's tower beating up all of his subordinates to like doing competitive disco dancing in a bar down the street <laughs> to running a host club or by the phone and doing dramatic quick time events on the phone <laughs> it I've is a lot that, of games seen that video floating around yeah i haven't gone to that mini game yet but i saw that video too and i was like oh yes i Kiryu <laughs> is the best like people yeah. Yeah, Jackson and M talked about Yakuza for the last like hundred years, being like everyone's gonna someday, everyone else is gonna realize Yakuza is good. And then Zero and Koami came out this year, and everyone else was like Yakuza is good. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we're all getting into it. It's it's that was a good example of the cultural like zeitgeist thing, because no, it's there. It's not. It's definitely a game you could spoil, I bet. But nobody is like I, I've seen people like post screenshots from Yakuza like every week, but it's just made me more excited to play it. I'm always like in the mood to play it, and it's. Got a lot going on, but it isn't like a you must play this or else we will ruin it for you kind of game. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, it just, it like reminded me that I thought I was done with open world games. And then I played this one and I was like, okay, wait, maybe some of them aren't about killing and they're about just being a person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sometimes I like open world games. That's all I got. Cool.
0: Uh, let's, I'm going to do some quick hits here at the end. Uh, Hitman I played this year a little bit and that's right. a really goofy fun game that I wish I had more time to go back to um, probably do that at some point over the break uh, Titanfall 2 I had a lot of fun playing with y'all um, and just learning how to grapple with uh, the mechanics <laughs> of like swinging around swinging around I I know I realized what I did there I'm sorry <laughs> but never apologize that was good that's a that's a game that is very playable with large groups, and I'm glad we got a large group together to play that game because it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down Battlefront Two. I'm gonna <laughs> erase Battlefront Two.
1: <laughs> Just go ahead and click, 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 click. Erase, erase, erase. If you All liked right. it, then you liked it. I'm happy for it. I you. liked
0: it. It's a mindless game. Good. That it's better made than the first one. The objectives make more sense. And there's a more... It feels like there's more stakes when you're in a battle. But other than that, I don't feel okay championing the worst, like, capitalism bullshit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Uh, But yeah, interested, we'll, we'll come back to this and see how they deal with the train wreck that they're in and see what they add to the game that... Uh, see if that makes it any better or worse or just experience it from just the coldest like business analytics standpoint but yeah it's yeah it's bad we don't need to go into loop disc- discourse on this podcast Please. I,
1: I, I bet you it'll make give us the most listeners ever Arr, grumble grumble <laughs> just kidding
0: god all right that's Those are three categories. Do you want to take a break before we tackle the rest of them? I do. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This podcast is being hosted on the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network. Visit AbnormalMapping.com and check out our other shows, including Abnormal Mapping, been a long time good episode 69 some would say it's fun second officer slog it's the peak star trek star trek the amory score (laughs) hey claudio stop i don't want to think about this claudio novel not new how many endings are we looking at for this i i think there are one ending (laughs) Okay, so I think we'll probably be able to see all of them each. Yeah, no, I think so. (laughs) And Fireside Friends. 37 is the age of the fictional character that I just made up.
1: Oh, what's their backstory? They're 37. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: If you like what you hear, back us on Patreon at patreon.com slash abnormal mapping. There, you can gain access to exclusive essays and listen to our backer exclusive podcast, The Great Gundam Project. Where me and Jackson watch every gundam show ever made admiral mapping a podcast network for the rest of us and we're back and we're going to be dealing with new topics these are going to be more, we're going to, we're going to go negative for a bit and then we're going to come back to a positive. <laughs> That's how I worked this out. It's like, we're going to be positive for the first section and then a little bit negative and come find our way back to the positive aspects of 2017. Uh, and we're going to start with the worst thing we experienced this year. You wrote this is hard in the Google Doc next to the next to worst thing experienced. Uh-huh why did you say that
1: well uh, right this was a rough summer for me yeah summer 2017 was one of the roughest summers of my life yeah. um no i just i got rejected from a lot of schools and i was just like working a lot and depressed and um feeling the boot of capitalism squishing my face for mm-hmm. a couple a while there and like yep just, just yes. broke and sad and not feeling like I was going anywhere. No forward momentum. And pretty much, yeah, it was a really bad time. I don't, I mean, there's not I much mean, I, to say about it. I had the similar summer for diff-
0: different reasons, but yeah. similar tone, let's say. <laughs> um, But in terms of things we can laugh at, yeah, uh, I have a
1: few. Oh, please. Wait, does one of them, <laughs> uh, John, Father John Misty's Pure Comedy?
0: no but i i didn't put that on the list but
1: here's one here's one
0: (laughs) right we finished indigo prophecy this year
1: i forgot (laughs) holy shit we totally played all of that game yeah
0: we played some of it last year but then we finished it we put a cap on it this year um
1: what a fucking experience
0: I think the last thing we did in that game was look at the characters and then one of them was like uh, something racist and then I close out of (laughs) it. So (laughs) I think that condenses the experience of that game down to a T.
1: Um, just bad. Just bad. It's bad. But like fascinatingly bad.
0: (laughs) Action sequences are garbage. It uses the same music for every action sequence. Simon says control scheme. Oh,
1: the ki- main ki- They you fight the internet. You have sex with a corpse. Um. Yeah. Oh, I for- oh gosh, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, you fight against like God and the internet. It's a three-way fight. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. where that game goes, but like, just very briefly. Everyone always told me those things that I just said. Like the game doesn't build up to those two things. It just gets there yeah it's like a murder mystery and then suddenly it's the matrix and then suddenly fight the internet like what? what that's like a last second reveal uh it's it's unbelievable it's badly paced david cage what the fuck were you thinking you put yourself those, in that game those
0: it's levels cool. where you like play as the kids and you have to sneak around the base uh! <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: God. oh it's terrible it's a bad game Detroit. They become human now in stores. I am so looking forward to Detroit. Me too. Fuck yeah. It's gonna be so bad. <laughs> I should play Beyond Two Souls.
0: That game's. I don't mind that game. It's okay. It's like, probably good. good? Yeah. I mean, there's some bullshit, but I like Ellen Page, and Ellen Page is really good in that game, so... Okay. Maybe yeah. I should actually... Again, there's some white-ass bullshit, so... Yeah. When you get to the part where she like saves the lives of some natives <laughs> don't say it didn't warn you. But... Isn't there
1: like a whole chunk of that game that takes place in the desert and like some... yep. yeah yep, beep, yep. yep, yep, yep. Great. Love it. David Cage.
0: Good work. Uh so here's a here's a here's a decision that I decided to put on here. Persona five. Christ. <laughs> When I think about the worst things I've done this year, trying to make a podcast on a Persona 5, is probably one of them.
1: We didn't know any better. We were younger. We were so innocent.
0: <laughs> we thought this game, oh, Persona 5 is a sequel to Persona 4. It's got some good ideas going for it. How could this go wrong? And it went wrong in every way. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, Persona 5, the biggest turnaround from like, I fucking, I'm so hype, I'm so happy I got this big RPG, I love it, I'm gonna play it all year, we're gonna do a podcast, oh. Oh, it's just this. It's
0: just, it's the first impression padded out to the 100 hours. 100 plus hours. It's ridiculous. Oh my goodness. And just the amount of times it repeats information at you, the amount of times it... Reiterates knowledge you already know and does character beats that you're already tired of. Like five the past five times they already did it and they do it again. And they're like, "We get it. These are the characters." Getting really tired of these characters. It is just and the translation and the combat getting old very quickly, even when you're playing it on the easiest difficulty and the all this. The fact that you have to do, the fact that you have to do, it doesn't make it clear that you have to do all the side quests for the mementos, but then you have to do it in the last hour or so. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: I'm so happy we broke broke ourselves out of that game.
0: Me too, because it freed freed my soul. It freed my time and my soul. Yeah, oh, I think my goodness. I was
1: texting you like a week or two ago being like, Ryan, if we were still doing this, if we w- never dropped it, we would still we really would have been finish finishing it, it in this month. Yes. Oh, my God. That was such a bad idea. Oh, my God. Well, whatever. I think those podcasts should be fun. If you played the game and you want to hear two people go from liking it <laughs> to hating it, like watch that evolution happen over whatever, six, seven months.
0: And it's not it's not dense enough to warrant a monthly podcast. Nope. We found out. Because, again, it is just reiterating information you already know and doing similar beats. And it's mostly just the dungeon and the social links. And even then, does get repetitive. So we had very little to talk about. And we weren't really excited to play the game at all. Yeah. So we just ended it in the best way we could, which is just a two two and a half hour long podcast.
1: Uh, I... um. I would love to do that. I love that format, though. I want to do that again with a good game. Yeah, for sure. We'll have, um, to, we'll have to think of one soon, uh, someday. But, um, yeah, solid first attempt. But, no, Persona 5, dookie. Gets, it gets a dookie out of five <laughs> from us.
0: Uh, did you have anything else on the list before I read my last one? Uh, I did not. All right. I saw the Book of Henry this year.
1: Oh, God oh you both yeah fucking i heard about this i saw the trailer for this movie i saw I sh- someone someone sent me the tra- someone was posting the trailer on twitter months ago being like being like hey everybody i want you to guess how many mo- how many times this thing has a plot twist in this two minute trailer <laughs> or like how many times the premise changes and then someone told All right. me that the movie i is want just
0: you that. to describe what you think the book of henry is about
1: okay so it's been months but like there's a mom, and then there's the prod, the really the prodigy son. Yep. And it's about him and how she's like, I don't want to put him in the gifted classes, but then also right. there's a murder. Not there's quite. A, there's a crime, and then it's like so, only the son can solve the crime. No. Okay. So
0: Henry fucking dies. Wait, what? Halfway. <laughs> halfway through the movie Henry gets brain cancer and dies and it's the most drawn out death in the world it takes him about a half an hour to die it's like he gets brain cancer and then he's in the hospital for a half hour and it's just like supposed to be this really emotional thing uh and then Henry like after he left behind uh he, leave, he leaves behind diary like fucking like tapes he leaves behind tapes on how to murder the next-door neighbor because he's abusive towards his daughter. So the whole like second half of the movie is the mom who's played by Naomi Watts following the instructions left behind on his tapes, like buying a sniper rifle, like learning how to shoot and Shed so we can learn how to assassinate the next-door neighbor, which she actually doesn't follow through with. I'm, I'm spoiling the movie because who gives a shit? She doesn't follow through with it because she's she while she is about to pull the trigger, the second she is pulling the trigger, like right there, he's right there in her sights, and she looks at a picture of her son, Next to where she is aiming and he goes, oh, right, you're a child. And it's like, what? (laughs) And that's what just makes her decide not to shoot him.
1: Colin Trevorrow, everybody.
0: Uh, But then then the abuser gets reported by the school principal anyway, and then he ends up killing himself. Uh, And Um. then the neighbors get custody of the daughter, even though that's not how custody works.
1: (laughs) It's not whoever's closest. (laughs) (laughs) wait what
0: it's like oh the neighbors have custody over the child and you're just like wait are you telling me that this child has no other uh family other than this father
1: (laughs) because that's what you're telling me right now movie (laughs) that's not how it works oh this is only an hour 45 this sounds like a three-hour movie it's it
0: felt like a three-hour movie (laughs) But it was a ridiculous thing to see and watch. And yeah, it's it's no wonder why they took that director off of Star Wars. (laughs) Oh my god, you're right. He
1: was totally going to direct a Star Wars. Because what a mess. (laughs) Oh my goodness. The Book of Henry, the best film of the year. Best? Worst film of the year.
0: Strangest film structure of the year. Because Mm -hmm. it's like one act, and then Henry dies in the second act, and then the third act is about... The plot to kill the neighbor and Fantastic. it's like okay yeah normal first act the darkest second act and this weird third act that is like a different movie they all feel like different movies it's weird
1: oh it's a lot silver sarah 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 silverman and bobby moynihan are in it like, good comedians.
0: Yeah. Sarah Silverman kisses Henry on the mouth at one point while he's, he's in the hospital.
1: Um? <laughs> yep. Are they related? Nope. Oh, no. Uh, <sighs> is that Hank from Breaking Bad as the bad guy? Yep. Oh, love it. Love it. Good job. Good. Great. Uh,
0: yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot, man. Oh, my God. Uh... All right, I think that's that's it for the worst of the worst. Uh, the next subject is things that we liked at one point, but then they got ruined by capitalism at some point this year. <laughs> uh, and I mostly wrote this because I really liked Overwatch a lot. I it was a game that I played like at least once a week. Yeah. Um, it was just my go to, just like, oh, I'm gonna play a shooter, and this is just a good shooter. Now I don't play it at all because they've made all these changes to it. Uh they made changes to Mercy where they like took feedback from players and they were unhappy. And these are mostly I'm presuming men. Uh Apple Cider Witch on Twitter has really good articles about mercy and how sort of the sexism that plays into being a mercy main um so definitely check that stuff out but like the way that overwatch developers sort of bent their knee towards those people those toxic people who wanted mercy changed over and over again and never really found a clear way to make her different or just they just didn't feel like they had any visions for the character to the point where they were they made one change and then the next one they would make a different change and just all these really confusing changes that didn't need to really happen in the first place because mercy was a good character to begin with. And that she had her place. She was a healer. She revived you for her ultra and that's kind of what you needed. And then they just sort of dropped that because dudes got upset and that is the most spineless thing a developer could do with their ongoing video game that you have these permanent changes that just, you can't go, you can't revert them and they just, continue to make these baffling changes that don't make any sense to me they did a similar thing with diva they added missile they did they did at least three changes to diva since i've played this year (laughs) they add they gave her missiles and delayed the shield to which you could deploy the shield which doesn't make any sense because the whole thing was that you it was an easy just like trigger to pull like deploy the shield put it back up shoot again and then at some point they made it they countered it by letting her shoot while the shield was down which went up against the point of the shield because you're not supposed to shoot while the shield was down because it's the shield you're using it to rant like ram into enemies Uh, so that was a weird change and then they reverted the time it takes to deploy the shield to make it instant again and then took away the ability to shoot through the shield so they reverted those changes. But she has she still has her missiles, which are useless because they don't do a lot of damage. So uh, I have no idea what's going on with Overwatch. The next uh, map that they're doing is like this Blizzard world is very, like, masturbatory. Look how great Blizzard is level, <laughs> which is, like, <laughs> very... You know, in a year where I didn't really like Overwatch, that just puts me off more to it. Um, and just, I... It is such a bummer that game ended up the way it went the way it did and especially the way Blizzard talks about diversity with that game and just, you know, all oh, we have, we have all the diverse characters and we're throwing around the cultures like they're fucking candy with Farah and all that stuff. And then, and then, uh, playing that as if it was a good thing while also bending the knee towards your toxic fandom the most toxic like points of your fandom uh, is just, it makes me gets under my skin so much. And it's such a bummer and it makes me never want to play that game again. I still pop in to check in on it and sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it isn't, but it just bums me out, man. It's uh, makes me so upset. That game was really fun to play with friends and now we'd barely touch it at all. And it's just, uh, man, it makes me so mad. Yeah. <laughs> You can tell that I'm upset. But Oh yeah. <laughs> God.
1: It's, yeah. That came It's it's just it feels like they are um catering to a very particular corner of their audience. And like everyone who who talked about Overwatch last year was like it's good cuz it's the one accessible shooter that's like fun for everybody and and like really colorful and nice. And then right. they're like making all these changes that are for like people who play com- competitive hardcore. Yeah. And you're like, "But these are, these are completely at odds with each other. You can't have both of these things. Um you made Mercy unplayable, you made Diva unplayable. Like I I'm a May main and they don't touch May cuz she's perfect and they'll never ch- change her. Um but every time I see like I don't see any Divas anymore. I don't see I don't right. see I don't even see that many Mercies cuz they've added other better healers that don't feel right. weirdly broken. Um like they fucked up right. their own game. It's such a it's it, it is a real bummer to see it like that.
0: And then to see it win Best Ongoing Game at the Game Awards. They're like, what what game are you paying attention to? Because that's not, they're not doing well by this game. It's, yeah, it's a bummer.
1: And like half the events this year were repeated from last year. Like they didn't add that much like new stuff. Yeah, yet.
0: most of them were for sure. Yep. And it, they got by on the fact that, oh, the new characters have new skins because they weren't in the game by this time. And it's like, you can't just, you can't just bet, you can't just do that every year though. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
1: That game needs like a shakeup. It needs like a big shakeup to get people back on it in a big way.
0: And then also just how obvious it was with the loot box stuff, how much they were just looking for your money by just not doing all the duplicates and just, it really, the more that game went on, the more I got less out of my loot boxes, which is just ridiculous.
1: Um, yeah, twenty seventeen, the year of bad loot boxes.
0: And yeah, it was it's just a bummer going back to that and yeah, seeing it seeing what it became and yeah, it's really disappointing.
1: Uh what about you, Alan? I don't have a thing for this category. I wrote L O L Nintendo as a joke. Um because Nintendo has always been a incredibly uh like a complicated company because they have this really spotty squeaky not spotty but squeaky clean reputation of like it's nintendo they make nice things for children but like the switch is an over it's an overpriced adults toy that like although i love and i and i i don't you know i i like owning it and i like the games that i play on it i will admit like nobody has not a lot of people have this fucking thing it's too expensive for what it is they didn't make a lot of games for it they kind of sold us on this premise of like it's a handheld awesome game uh system it's the new nintendo thing with like hardly any support and it hardly hardly like i don't know and then they make these games and you keep thinking they're going to get more progressive and they just refuse to and then sure. just, they just keep making like they're getting by on the name nintendo at this point um but they aren't uh, putting any weight behind that they just keep they put out sure. these mobile games I think they put out two separate Nintendo mobile games this year between Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing
0: I think the mobile stuff is the the bad aspects of Nintendo this year for sure
1: because it just they said from the beginning of this initiative like we want these to be these are going to make you want to buy the game games but like yeah they're
0: just like advertisements for the actual game that you're going to make in a year or two
1: then just make the game <laughs> make the game come out like animal crossing was a big bummer everyone played that one for a week i remember when the first of these came out and you were like i got bored of this after a week and people are still playing it when are they gonna get bored of the next one and it's just kept it's happened like six times (laughs) like every time they put out a new thing um from like mario run onwards everyone's like this is the best two weeks later gone dead miitomo uh (laughs) fucking miitomo um yeah
0: i mean Tomo stuck around more than it should have to yeah because because it was the first one of those but then from then on it was just like all right nintendo i get it you want to do these social games that have microtransactions? nah i'm good
1: michael they have michael transactions in them yep yeah they're not they're not the. they're not the squeaking company that i thought they were when i was a little kid and that's yep it's just a realization that really came into view this year
0: so, on the flip side of that, though, next up is Best Surprise. Ooh. Uh, and I've. this is the flip side of this, though, where a year ago, I don't think I would have owned a Nintendo Switch. And I don't think a Nintendo Switch would have been worth owning. But I completely flipped on that, and I love my Switch.
1: Yeah, again, it's. <laughs> I'm so happy I have it. Every time I play it, it's a delight. It's great. The games I have for it are great. But... <laughs> It's it's a, it's a $400 toy. <laughs> yeah,
0: for sure. But it's also one of those things where it's like, oh, this is a toy that actually... Nintendo was like, okay, how do people play games? Uh, instead of like doing VR bullshit, uh, like shit people will never buy, and be like, okay, how do people play games? And how do we make a system that reflects that? And then the Switch is perfect, because it's like, it, you put it on the go, it's like a tablet, and then you plug it into your console, and it works both ways. And... I want everything on my Switch because it's super convenient. <laughs>
1: yeah, if only they could make a good controller. They the did a the good controller. It's like $70, but it's, but it's, though. It's
0: just fucking it's way too much money. Oh
1: my it's, God. It's I want one. Well, but I've it's never well
0: it. made, but it's way too expensive.
1: Just, if, just pack it in with. If that's the good one, then pack it in with the fucking system. The system comes with these two dinky Joy Cons yeah. that are like fine when you're playing in handheld mode, but then you try to play on the TV. And you're like holding two sausages, and then you play a two player game. And you have to hold them sideways, and every time I show it to someone, they're like, "Where's L and R? How do I use this? How it doesn't <laughs> that mode of it doesn't feel intuitive, which is a, so which weird.
0: Here's my Nintendo advertisement for the two JoyCons, though. Okay, is that me and my partner was playing Rocket League on those, and yep. it totally worked.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, because I mean, <laughs> it Rocket League simple took... though.
0: Rocket League is simple, and it took some getting used to. And so the thing that the secret thing though is that you need to like get the like the grip with the like thing on it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. The thing, yeah, that, yeah, the thing that comes with it, um, yes. Because it has the like two buttons on the top of it that help you realize where L and R are. Oh. Because otherwise, because otherwise you don't really see the buttons, and they're really hard to press. And then that cover has the cover of the buttons on it, and it makes it way easier. That makes that. Joy-Con stuff way easier. Huh. Um, yeah. No, that is the most important part of the to have of playing the Joy Cons that way, and it sucks. But it's what it is. I don't know why they made it like that. But yeah, I don't know. I love the Switch. I'm happy. It's a good system. Um, that's definitely a surprise for me. It was like, oh, I, I okay, I'm gonna buy a Switch because all the Nintendo stuff's gonna be on it. To, oh, I want every game on this because it's really convenient and it's like a new Vita. So, yeah, Switch was definitely a thing this year. Do you know what else was a thing this year that surprised me? What's that? Star Trek Beyond.
1: Oh, my God. Why did I forget about Star Trek Beyond? I'm bad.
0: Beyond Discovery.
1: They're they're very (laughs) similar (laughs) names. (laughs) Um, Whoops. Star Trek Uh, Discovery.
0: God, what a good show.
1: Yeah. Not enough. I didn't. yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Not enough people watched it.
0: I mean, they're making more of it, so they met some milestone.
1: Yeah, so enough people watched it to hit a checkpoint at CBS's offices, um, yeah. where they gave them more money. I love it. I thought the show was fucking fantastic.
0: Yeah, I know. I it's a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't know what to expect from it. I guess I was expecting like the Abrams films, but in the show, and I guess the pilot is sort of like that, but the rest of it isn't really. Uh, it's like the elements of Star Trek that I've seen from TNG and stuff, and. It isn't afraid to like be super serious but also have fun with those characters and it finds a good way to balance that stuff and it's just so much fun to watch Ugh. that show's great,
1: yeah, it's again it's sort of like twin Peaks where it's like oh we have a weekly show to talk about, but it's more it's it was a lot more episodic um like there was a continuing plot, but like each one had its own little adventure and like theme, and the characters were really good, and I just like that it's not it's not like villain of the week star trek right it's it's a lot smarter than it initially seems because that first yeah. episode like you said it, that pilot it's just like big action awesome things go bad what is the even the show gonna be is it gonna be adventures and it's like no it's kind of just we're in space and like we have to figure out how to deal with a war like it's, yeah. it manages to be serious and smart at the same time yeah uh is
0: there anything else on your list for best surprises this year?
1: Uh not particularly. This was the year that I like got comfortable with my hobbies and like enjoyed the things that I already knew were good. Right. So I didn't like have too many things that, that kind of blew my mind. Uh sure. Or, or like really surprised me. I'm trying to just take a look at like the films I saw this year. Uh no, nothing really
0: uh i'll say a surprise was uh, this is minor but thor ragnarok being a fun movie was a surprise for me i was done with marvel as a concept but thor was good that was fun
1: yeah they made a good marvel movie we've been talking about marvel movies since like we started the show we've had such mixed feelings on them and i don't i like started skip i've skipped so many yeah but a lot of
0: them were skipping
1: yeah, exactly. And then now I hear they're Ragnarok's good and I'm like, "Oh, great. Like if I see that on cable or something, I'll watch it."
0: Mhm. Yep. Yeah. I think that's it for our main categories. I think I think we did it for the most part. I think we is did. Is there anything yes. else? Th- is there anything else you forgot to bring up that we should bring up?
1: No. I I guess I'm kind of thinking maybe 2017 was like a lighter media year for me because I really I'm like not
0: yeah I don't have a bunch of things
1: to talk about yeah
0: I mean I'd had a lot less time this year to do that stuff so
1: right, right
0: not a huge surprise for me but
1: I loved being busy this year I went out and and like hung out with a lot of people this year which was good for me
0: right all right so final thoughts on 2017 and hopes for 2018 reflect on the year Alan Oh God. go.
1: 2017 lots of growth and i think we kind of had to have a year like this um so that when we get older and we're off to our 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 respective careers we're like oh yeah 2017 was one of those years that like i did a lot of thinking and did a lot of like maturing and made some mistakes but met some people that that made me think different ways and and like i improved it's an overall like personal improvement year even if the world um has I'm not going to say gone better or worse. That's impossible to answer, but like some shit's happened and but we're working yeah. through it. Yep.
0: Um. Yeah. For me, it was one of those years where for the first half of it, uh, it was rough. And then like, there were a lot of moments that made me, I was forced to reflect on who I was and had to grow and change in ways that I didn't even know that I had to beginning at the beginning of the year that i'm glad i got the opportunity to do so um and yeah like you said summer was rough and (laughs) there was a point where (laughs) i was working at a summer job and i'd wrecked somebody's truck and i thought i had to pay for the truck and that was a bad day (laughs) oh yeah god (laughs) um and yeah just yeah i don't know summers are long uh, but, you know, towards the end of the year, things turned around in a way that I wasn't expecting for me. And yeah, it's weird having a good personal year, but a bad, but, but the world is just crumbling apart <laughs> in the meantime. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It'll be still continue to be weird to navigate that stuff as our lives sort of change and evolve. And then the world changes and evolves in a very different way than uh, than I guess what is happening in our like personal lives but that's the whole thing
1: yeah indeed 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 2017 let's put it behind us let's move forward
0: what are our hopes for 2018 Alan Uh... with all the growth in mind how are we going to spring into a beautiful campfire that will consume the forest,
1: <laughs> enveloping everyone in its Ugh. warmth. I want, I want, I want more. I want the, I want the return of like cool, weird. I want more indie games. I want more like personal indie games that we play on here and that we talk about. I want to have a guest on here that like gives me those same heart palpitations that I did the first time we had a guest. or I was like, oh god, a new person I've never spoken to. Like, huh? A big per. Like yeah, whoa, famous. Uh, hold on. I'm trying to think of a, fa- a cool famous person that would make me excited. Um, who's the coolest famous person you can think of? Quick. Uh.
0: Oh God! Isn't it isn't
1: it weird that that's a hard question to answer?
0: <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to give up with a sarcastic answer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh david lynch i don't know
1: yeah i was gonna say if we could have um david lynch (laughs) or kyle mclaughlin on the episode that that's that's the feeling i want to recapture um i want to try i I personally just want to like travel more uh see more of the world i think next year will be a good year for that for me um and find more time to actually watch the stuff that i keep saying i'm gonna watch because i've had a backlog i've been sitting on for like five years now (laughs) right what about you ryan my friend
0: For me, it's just keeping that hustle. I found a good groove of just finding a balance between work and life, uh, and I want to just keep at it, keep at, like, writing articles because I know I'm going to be doing that early, starting early next year. So I know I'm going to be pretty busy starting next year, but I just want to keep at it and just, you know, work on being better as a person and better as a writer and a worker and just – Finding ways to better myself in the future is something I'm always trying to do, but uh, I've never put out work consistently on a like weekly basis until this year, and I sort of want to keep doing that. I don't want to like get off the wheel uh, and get off the treadmill, so to speak, and just take a breather, but obviously my school of work has been very much not doing that, so yeah just want to keep at it and get better at the stuff I'm trying to do. So, yeah. 2018. On my grind. Speaking of the grind, Set Friends 2018 will look slightly different than it has in the past. Uh, Alan, do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yes. So, um, as we mentioned, we're both going to be very busy, at least in the first half of next year. So, uh we're going to be shifting up the format a little bit and specifically we are moving to a monthly podcast format. Um the bad news is you'll hear us less often, the good news is you'll hear us for longer and you can yeah. space out the Fireside Friends throughout the month, which we hope you'll do because we're sticking with the shared experience segment that we do now every episode where we experience something and we share it with people, usually a guest, and um talk about it and break it down critically um but in a non-formal way but we're also i'm gonna have another segment which will be the first half and we're bringing back what used to be our segment one uh in a way we're gonna be toying with it a little bit obviously Um, but the idea is we're gonna go back to this sort of like less structured um more conversational like let's just talk about some stuff that we're into right now
0: yeah Because a lot of the conceit of this show, for us, was like, oh, we like talking to each other and about, like, the stuff that we like. And we sort of moved away from that in service of the, like, shared experience stuff. But And I think it made for a stronger podcast, but it also got away from stuff that we really liked about the show initially. So, finding a good good balance between making that stuff more uh, interesting to listen to and also you know, hearkening back to sort of the stuff that we liked the first time around is something we're still working out, but I feel like, uh, I feel like it would work out. I've, we're going to make it work. and it's going to work better with our schedules. Um, so yeah,
1: I, I think know. I, yeah, I think it's going to be good for us and it's going to be good, good for the listener too. Um, yeah, that's basically how I think about it for sure. Uh,
0: So, yeah, it'll be split up into segments. We'll record the segments in different sessions. we will record segment one at one time and then record the game club at a different time. Uh, And even I want to look into, like, doing, you know, if we're all going to be watching Last Jedi and we can sneak in a Last Jedi segment in there somewhere uh, and stuff like that. We can play around with the format as we go, but uh, main takeaway is that it's a monthly format and you'll be hearing from us every month, probably at the end of each month um but it'll still be fireset friends we'll still be doing what we do and uh it'll be a fun ride to go on and this is just looking at the ways our lives have changed and sort of just reformatting the show to fit that and uh yeah it'll interesting to see how it works out and hopefully it works out for the better
1: i think so this podcast like most art is always evolving and we're yeah, receptive to sure. change. So if you have you know feedback on that, let us know. But that's where we're taking it. Um, that's it. I yeah. guess, Ryan, you can also... Uh, we can tell people what to experience with us right next yes. month. Yes, as
0: part of this change, we realize that we're really bad at telling people what they should do before and like in between the podcasts. Uh, so we're going to start doing that now. And so next month, we will be discussing Doki Doki Literature Club, which is a visual novel horror game uh it's free on steam i believe Mm -hmm. uh and so uh yeah horror game visual novel we'll be playing it it's free so you don't have to pay any money to do it and uh that'll be fun to talk about because i know alan you've played it and i haven't uh it'll be fun to uh experience that it seems right up my alley i like horror maybe not i'm not a big visual, Ah. visual novel person but i like horror so oh,
1: i'm so excited I can't, <laughs> believe this. I can't believe we walked into this yes uh also if you're going to play this with us huge content warnings across the board yeah for this game. i mean they
0: put one in front of the game so yep
1: they They tell you all the stuff to be aware of it's a lot it's a, it's a it's a lot of a game and it's a little long so space it out take your time playing it for sure
0: and uh yeah i think that's gonna be it uh thanks to everybody who listened to us this past year uh, your support means the world to us and thanks to everybody at Abnormal mapping Emma Jackson for hosting us on their website so we can keep doing this thing and doing it without having to pay fees every month because that puts a load off of our backs for sure and we probably wouldn't be doing it if it weren't for that still so thanks a lot to those folks they've helped May 2017 uh help it make it a better place. Oh. I should also say that abnormal mapping has a discord server, uh, and you can join the discord server. It's probably on, it's probably on their Twitter. If you, if you look up the abnormal mapping discord server, uh, it's a very fun and like we do strict moderation and stuff to make it a safe place for everybody. And it's just a really cool and fun place to have similar discussions that we try to do on this podcast. Um, so check that out. Uh, probably link to that in the description as as, well i'm talking about it so yeah check that out
1: i moderate the gundam channel
0: (laughs) (laughs) i do because i don't watch gundam so i think that's you and colin right
1: yep primarily and sam's in there a lot yeah it's a good time for sure all right is that it i think so next time they hear us it'll be 2018 ryan oh man Oh gosh! Oh I'm golly. not ready. Whether or not you're ready, we'll we'll drag our feet through it together. We'll, we'll come out on the other side. And we'll talk about a visual novel, and we'll we'll be gayer than ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, see you on the other side. Uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Good luck out there, and don't forget to take care of yourselves. We'll see you all later.
1: Bye bye.